What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash that like button. And if you would like to join the Royal family with Calvin, Vinny, and I, please hit that subscribe button as well. Calvin, it's been a week since we've been live here on Royal Rebounds talking about the Kings, but we have been live on Basketball at the Bar every single weekday talking about the NBA playoffs and the entire NBA as a whole. If you guys have missed out on that, all you got to do, go to the homepage on this channel, click on the affiliate channel link, you'll see basketball at the bar. Make sure you subscribe and you can join us every single weekday for uh, lots of awesome NBA content. But Calvin, we're here today. We're talking about the Kings. We're talking about the Kings. Also want to remind everybody, if you're listening to this via your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star rating, and you can also subscribe there as well. And if you'd like to join us live for every single show, you can join us on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Calvin, it is uh, Thursday, April 28th, an amazing Thursday. We just got done with a fun show at, at uh, Basketball at the Bar we have a little bit of updates about your Sacramento Kings, um, the coaching search, how everything's going. I know we're waiting for May 17th for the NBA draft lottery results to come in. That is a huge day for us Kings fans. But today we're just going to kind of hang out here. It's going to be a, a laid back vibe. We're going to talk about coaching search. We're going to talk uh, about some offseason needs. We're going to go over the roster in the salary cap space. And then we're going to take some uh, questions and hopefully have some answers from everybody here in the chat. That's right. All right. So, as we talked about on last week's show, Alvin Gentry is not returning as head coach of the Sacramento Kings. The Kings were 30-52 and 52 this season. Ouch, that hurt. Uh, I know I bet on the Kings uh, getting over on wins on the season. I think it was 36 and a half. Yep. It did not happen. Did not. But that's okay. We continue on, and the Kings coaching search continues on as well. Yes, it does. So, uh, Calvin, we've heard of a few different coaching candidates available. Mike D'Antoni, Mike Brown, Mark Jackson, Steve Clifford. Um, and then we've also heard of some assistants that don't really have head coaching experience. 
Um, but they're in the running here. We have Darvin Ham, Charles Lee, Will Hardy. Um, just brief overall thoughts so far as, as how the coaching search has gone. Uh, anything you've liked, disliked? Um, I, I'm not sure there's anything that I dislike. I find it, I found it surprising that Kenny Atkinson was not on the list of interviews. But, uh, you know, Monty McNair has said through this whole process that he is going to do all the homework needed and his due diligence, making sure that they narrow down the list of coaches uh, to the, the guys that they want here in Sacramento. And um, so, you know, at this point, we're just kind of waiting to see how it all unfolds. Yes. Yes, we are. I want to give a shout out to Gotham, Ivan, Patrick. Thank you guys for joining us here in the chat. Hope you're having a fun day and hope you're ready to talk some Kings basketball. Not too many things to mention as far as the Kings coaching search so far. Um, you know, it's all rumors at this point. We hear names. The season's not officially over. So, you know, we're talking about on the show this morning. Quinn Snyder could potentially be available. Uh, we saw Frank Vogel get fired when the Lakers season was over. There's still a ton of teams that are going to get eliminated here. And uh, so we don't know who exactly is going to be available at the end of the season. But as of right now, we know who's lined up for the interviews. Um, you know, we've given our take on, on each of those individuals. What's up, Steven? Good to see you here. Um, we'll dive into that again today. Um, we'll kind of debate over whether the Kings are better off going for a first-year head coach, maybe a more established guy. And then, like I said, we'll go over the roster and talk about some other fun stuff as well. So, Calvin, let's kind of just dive in here. First-year head coach um, or established veteran coach, what are your thoughts? Well, um, you know, th there's multiple ways to look at that also, right? Like James Ham was uh, saying on Deuce and Moe's podcast uh, the other day that Mark Jackson has head coaching experience, right? But Will Hardy, for example, who's only 34 years old, has four times more coaching experience than Mark Jackson does because he's been on the bench as an assistant for 12 have head coaching experience in this league. When you compare those two, the, the younger guy has exponentially more uh, coaching experience overall. So I don't know if it's really, if that's really how the Kings are looking at it. Like, do they want a guy um, who doesn't have any head coaching experience compared to somebody who does? I, I think it's more of a fit um, mm -hmm. just from a standpoint of, you know, these guys are, whether it's the young assistants or the veterans, they're, they're all well-respected in the league for different reasons. And it, it's just a matter of who, um, the Kings brass feels like is the best guy to lead this team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in the past here, we've seen the Kings go through a ton of coaches in this, uh, you know, playoff list slump here, uh, anywhere from established veterans like George Carl, uh, to, to younger guys like Dave Yeager that, you know, had some coaching experience, but were definitely on the younger side of the spectrum. Uh, you know, if I were to just look through Kings history, it's pretty easy to name the most successful Kings coach of all time, right? Rick Adelman. And for me, Rick Adelman is a guy that stayed with the franchise for a while, right? Like we had some consistency. It wasn't hire a guy, fire him a year, two, three years later. So uh, I'm looking to go back towards that. I think this franchise needs some stability. Um, and, you know, 
they need someone that's going to be willing to stick around for a while. Now, I've been adamant that I feel like a guy like Mike D'Antoni could really, really help De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he could help this team run. Uh, they could be more freely uh, in their offense. And, and I think he could really help the team. But a point that James Hamm made was Mike D'Antoni's getting pretty old, right? He is. If you're looking for a guy that's going to build with this team, grow with this team, he's going to stay with the franchise for a while, maybe you're better off with a younger guy, right? And, you know, it, it's kind of a, a balance that you have to find between experience and youth. I feel like Dave Yeager was kind of right in that frame, right, where he was a young guy, um, but he also had head coaching experience, had some success, obviously didn't win a championship or anything like that. But I think the things that really turned people off on him was the attitude, right? He didn't get along with certain players, uh, front office staff, um, stuff like that. It's a tough, it's really tough, man. You know, we're not in the interviews. We don't know all these other things that people know. We're just kind of going by what we say, or if you've been uh, watching the Johnny Depp trial, hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. That's all we can go by. Um, but I'm just going to go back to what I've been saying this whole time. I trust Monty. I feel like Monty needs to choose his guy. And uh, we need to go from there. And on that subject too, Calvin, we've also heard some rumors that Monty McNair might be at his last season or contracted season with the Sacramento Kings. I think it would be a huge mistake to let this guy go at this point. He's he's proven to me that he's great at drafting. He's hit two guys in the draft. And then he was able to flip one of those guys for an all-star, which the Kings hadn't traded for an all-star since they traded for Chris Webber. So whoever they end up hiring... They need to extend Monty, and I think that Monty and whoever this new coach is, I think their contracts need to align and give them time to develop together, establish a culture here, and not just meddle. Yeah, uh, I agree with that 100%. Um, and, and I think all of these guys that are being mentioned you know, as potential candidates for this job would be good fits for different reasons. Some of them you know, are maybe better fits for more reasons than others. But, you know, even D'Antoni, who, yes, he, he's aging. Um, how much longer is he going to want to coach for? Of course, there's that, uh, um, you know, factor involved here. But on the other side of the coin, he's got a really good relationship with Monty McNair. They work together in Houston. Mm -hmm. There's also rumors swirling that D'Antoni could end up in Philadelphia next year with Daryl Morey. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, I agree with what you said. It's what I've been saying now, you know, ever since the Kings season ended. Uh, I definitely believe in Monty McNair's ability to run an organization at this point. So I think that he is going to do everything in his power to make sure that they get this decision right. Yeah, I also see some people here in the chat mentioning, you know, Stan Van Gundy, uh, some of these other guys. It's important to remember, too, right, that not only do these guys have connections with front office and other coaches, they have connections with players, too, right? And Sacramento has uh, long had issues attracting free agents to this team. So maybe bringing in an established coach might help them with that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm looking at some of these young guys here. Will Hardy, assistant coach with the Spurs. He's been there for 10 years. We haven't seen a ton of Spurs assistant coaches thrive in this league after they've moved on from the Spurs. Uh, then we have, you know, these two assistants. Except for Coach Bud, of course. Yeah. 
what the one and only the the one and only we also have some assistant coaches here from the milwaukee bucks that just won a championship last season the kings just acquired a young guy from the bucks and dante DiVincenzo, so maybe Mm -hmm. there's a connection there um the bucks have also drawn in a bunch of players uh that were kind of win now to try and help them compete for championships i don't know what kind of relationships they've established with these young coaches um but it's always good to have options and I feel like the Kings have a ton of options here. I feel like they're going through this co- coaching search the right way. And uh, I'm just so happy to hear that it's not like, oh, we're hiring this guy right away, like what happened with Luke yeah. Walton. Yeah, I agree with that. So just kind of to break down a, a few of these young guys, Will Hardy, assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs. This is his 10th season with the Spurs, his fourth as an assistant coach, served as the team's video coordinator from 2013 through 2015 and head coach of the Spurs Summer League team. A lot of people are looking at this guy, and they're like, video coordinator, started from the bottom, now I'm here. Is this the next Eric Spolstra? Because we saw what he did in Miami. Uh, Obviously, it's it's much different when you change franchises to get that head coaching opportunity. Um, You know, I don't think Greg Popovich... Uh, you know, wants these guys to leave. But at the same time, while he's in that seat, nobody's overtaking him, right? So mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a conversation with some of these guys. Uh, he needs to figure out exactly how long he's staying uh, with the Spurs. But, uh, you know, a young guy like Will Hardy that has a lot of experience with an established team with a good culture uh, uh, is not a bad choice for Sacramento. No, no, definitely not. You know, I think there's... There's a lot of good reasons why uh, the Kings should go with a young coach here. I mean, I mean, they need somebody who's going to be there for the long haul um, to finish off this rebuild, get them back into playoff basketball, all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't totally buy the fact or the the concerns that an older coach, you know, wouldn't be able to handle a group of young players. I I, I don't like that. Uh, yeah. negativity surrounding guys like Mark De- or uh, Mike D'Antoni, so on and so forth. Th- these guys have been on benches for how many years? Uh, they're well respected, great, mm-hmm. you know, offensive mind, all that stuff. So, I, I d- if D'Antoni is willing to commit, you know, to three, four, five years yeah. in Sacramento, I, I don't see any problem with giving him an opportunity. But, uh, but yeah, it's. It's all going to come down to who who the Kings like the most in, in this situation, and really, you know, I, I'm not sure any one person has the upper hand right now yeah. in, in this coaching search. Yeah, I think they're doing the right thing and just going through this. I appreciate you guys' questions here in the chat. Uh, we're just going to kind of go over coaches here real quick. Uh, then we're going to jump into players and salary cap, and then we will be available for all of your questions at the end of the show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, I'm a little perplexed, too, why Kenny Atkinson is not in this situation because he kind of falls in that category where he's still a relatively young guy and he's got head coaching experience. I love what he did with the Nets, kind of like yeah. rebuilding them and bringing them back. Yeah, you can argue that he's one of the reasons why they they ended up yeah. getting to the point where they're at today. You yep. know, they, they made the right moves. He developed guys like D'Angelo Russell into really, really solid players. And that in turn made guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving want to go to Brooklyn. Um, That would be the absolute best case scenario in Sacramento if you had the same sort of thing happen. And a lot of guys that want Mark Jackson are saying the same thing about him, right? 
what he did for Golden State to make it a destination and make people want to go there. Andre Iguodala basically, you know, didn't want to go to Sacramento. He used us as leverage because he wanted to go to Golden State because of what was being built there, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people forget, I know Andre Iguodala won finals MVP uh, with that team, but this dude was a, a star before. He, he was an incredible player in Philadelphia yeah. uh, before he moved on, you know, to Denver, uh, had a, a down year or so in Denver, and then ends up, you know, revitalizing his career in Golden State, winning finals MVP, winning, I think, three championships with them. Uh, so having a culture, developing something, making your spot a destination, along with having these connections with coaches, players, uh, front office staff is very important. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting coaching hire here. But uh, I, yeah, I believe so. I trust Monty um, and and what he chooses to do. What are your thoughts on on Darvin Ham and um, Charles Lee? They're both young guys, both assistants with the Bucks. Uh, just overall thoughts on on these guys. Um, you know, I, I like both of them. They come from winning organizations. Uh, you know, they're disciples of. You can go all the way back to Coach Pop, right? Because uh, Mike Budenholzer was with Popovich for so long, and I think there's a lot of similarities between the two of them in terms of coaching style. Uh, so they're they're great people to learn from. Um, they know how to build, you know, winning organizations, winning teams. They know what it takes uh, to to create a winning culture, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and they're you know presumably going to be around for a long time. So they're they're both good candidates i would say absolutely yeah i think all three of these young guys that we mentioned are capable coaches and good candidates for the job um you know the things we've seen in sacramento are not all on the coaching staff right so it doesn't matter if you hire the right guy for the job if you don't do the other things to put him up in a position to succeed so I'm happy with all these candidates hearing their names mentioned. You know, I, I think that all of them would make a good coach for this team, but it's the other things that matter, right? Bringing in the players, mm -hmm. keeping the consistency, helping to build, build the culture, not giving up on things too early. So uh, I'm just happy to, to see the Kings in a good position here. Uh, I think they're set up well financially, and uh, I think they're doing the right thing, going through this coaching search. And, and I like all these names that I've heard mentioned. You know, like, yeah. yes, you could say – D'Antoni's too old. Oh, Mark Jackson has too much baggage. These young guys don't have enough experience. There's always going to be something negative you can say if you're a negative person about somebody or something. But uh, honestly, I think that they've done a great job narrowing down the candidates here. I'd love to have Kenny, but there's a reason why he's not involved here. I don't know exactly what that reason is. Maybe he doesn't want to come here. I, I don't really know. But all these guys are interviewing for the position, meaning they want to be here in Sacramento. And uh, I don't know if there's a wrong choice at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, we won't know the answer to that question until they, they make a move. And, you know, we see maybe one of these other assistants get a head coaching job somewhere else and maybe they go on to, to do really good things. But that's uh, that's life, right? Yep. <laughs> it's a gamble. It's a risk. It is. Patrick wants to know, when do you think – we will name our head coach. Really hard to tell. Uh, you know, they've Monty has been pretty steadfast uh, in saying that he's not going to rush this decision. They want to make sure that they get it right. 
Um, you know, I would assume by the time the draft rolls around that they should be pretty damn close to having a coach, if not already have one. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft lottery might be a date to, to keep this going much longer than, you know, a month, basically. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you interview these guys and you're like, okay, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy, maybe there's no reason to wait till the end of the season. Um, but if, if you're interviewing these guys and you're not sold on a guy, I don't want to rush into hiring somebody. Um, but I agree with Calvin. I, I expect somebody to be hired before the draft. And and maybe even yeah. before the draft I mean, lottery. Part of that is it just makes sense, right? Like, yep. You want to be on the same page. Coach, yeah. we don't want to run into another Luka Doncic, Marvin Bagley situation where the coach is not playing Marvin Bagley because he wanted Luka Doncic instead and uh, they didn't get along. We're, we're looking for consistency and we're looking for continuity between all these parties involved including the ownership group as well oh yeah anything last you want to say about this coaching search before we move into uh personnel uh no i I don't really have much to add i I mean you know all of us are spending (laughs) so much time trying to figure out who the the right fit is going to be um, but it, it's just such a difficult thing to try to figure out it, yep. if you're not there in the room talking to these guys, right? So, like, again, you know, trust – we trust in Monty um, that he will get the job done and, and he'll make the right decision at the end of the day. Yeah, so many Kings fans are, are just so excited about this offseason. I'm included yeah. in that, and I know you are as well, where, you know, the coaching search is probably the first domino that's going to fall, right? Yeah. And once that falls, we're going to have a lot more clarity on playing style, uh, what kind of players we can go after this offseason that fit that style. You know, we know what Monty wants. He wants to run. He wants uh, a quick, up-tempo, fast team. Um, and that's what Deer and Fox seems to thrive in. So once we have that first domino fall, I think we're going to see the rest of them kind of fit into place here. So I understand why you guys are so excited and want to talk about this coach, this coach, this coach. There's a lot of good coaches out there, guys. There's a lot. Yeah, there and, you know, think about how many coaches there are in the league right now that are hired. Only one team wins a championship every single year, right? So uh, if that's the goal every season and it should be for every team, 29 guys failed, right? But that doesn't mean they're a bad coach or they should be fired or they're in a bad position. So we're all looking to build and grow. Um, and, you know, I, I trust them to pick the right guy to help lead this young yeah, squad. Yeah, and, and I hope, I, I think Kings fans will do this because Kings fans are, are extremely loyal, right, always. But I hope that Kings fans give whoever this coach is yeah, a, a fair shake. You know, if they, if they come out and stumble out of the gates again uh, and things aren't looking great, you know, we, we just got to give it a little time. You know, yep. it might not click right away, but that's part of the problem, right? You can't just keep <laughs> getting rid of coaches year in and year out, yep. having that type of turnover. Uh, let's, you know, whoever it is, let's give them a fair shot. Derek wants Vivek to coach the team. I mean, he does have some coaching experience, right? He, he coached his daughter's team. I, I'm just kidding, guys. I, I do not want him to coach the team. Um, do you have any thoughts on uh, Patrick wants to know who do you think will be the coach? Um, that's a tough question. Do you have any, it's, it's really tough, any gut feeling? Cause I've been saying Mike D'Antoni for a while. I don't know if it, I 
feel that he will be the guy anymore. Uh, I think he's still in the conversation. But the more and more I hear about these young guys, I know Monty's a young GM. Uh, we have yeah. a bunch of young players on this team. They're looking to build something and grow for the future. I understand the you know the worry about a guy like D'Antoni of, okay, maybe you put in five years with us and you get us to a certain place, but then you're gone and then we're searching for a replacement. Um, there are benefits to hiring a younger guy that who, who could be your coach for the next 20 seasons if possible. Yeah, I think – um, Mike D'Antoni makes a lot of sense to be like the front runner right now. You know, the the idea of him um, coaching a De'Aaron Fox-led team, uh, the, the ability for them to get up and down the court, play fast, all that stuff, his previous history with Monty McNair, all of that stuff seems to kind of signal that he should have a pretty good chance at this job. But that being said, we know Monty is an analytics guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he very much does his research when it comes to the, the finer details. And so that's why I think it's also very likely that you see one of these young guys yep. get an opportunity here because it, it they align more with that philosophy, I think. Do you think the Nets losing in the first round uh, it negatively impacts Dan Tony as far as a coaching search goes? I mean, he's assistant, I, so... I wouldn't say so. I mean, so much of why the, the Nets were in the position they were in this year was not really because of coaching. I know a lot yeah. of people are throwing Steve Nash under the bus right now, and, and he certainly deserves some blame for it, but let's be real. Yeah. That that team was a complete shell of itself all season long. Um, so you can't you can only do so much as a coach when your best players aren't available yeah. for more than half the season. Yeah. Uh, so And especially to think that he was an assistant on that team. So, no, I, I don't think that they're holding that uh, against him in any way. Dive here into, um, you know, personnel and, and salary cap situation. We mentioned the Kings have almost $30 million in salary cap this offseason. really depends on what happens with guys like Dante DiVincenzo and some of these other guys that they can pull offers to, like Metu, Trey Lyles, uh, Keita, stuff like that. But just going on the list here, De'Aaron Fox is in the second year of his max deal. $30 million. Harrison Barnes, last year of his contract, $18 million. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Sabonis has got two years left on his deal, 18 and a half next season, 19.4. I think many people feel like this is the season you have to convince DeMontis Sabonis to stay in Sacramento, which could play a part in this coaching search um, and this offseason as far as personnel goes. Jeremy Lamb's $10 million expiring contract. We have Rashawn Holmes under contract for three more years, $11 million, uh, next season, 12 the season after that. And then there is a player option for 12.8 the year afterwards. Justin Holiday, the last year of his deal, $6.2 million. Josh Jackson's expiring. We have DiVincenzo. Uh, he is a restricted free agent if the Kings offer the $6.6 million qualifying offer. Davion Mitchell, Second year of his deal, he is uh, definitely locked up for the long term. Mo Harkless, last year of his deal at four and a half million, four million for Terrence Davis in his last year. Alex Len, three point nine in his last year, and then I mentioned options on Trey Lyles, Chemezi Metu. Uh, what's going to happen with these guys? They are team options. Two point six for Trey Lyles, one point nine for Chemezi Metu. Damian Jones expiring contract. Um, you know, there's a lot of options here for Sacramento, and I, I know I just threw a ton of information out there and a ton of numbers for everybody, but, you know, bottom line, 
Deer and Fox is locked up long term. Harrison Barnes, last year of his deal. DeMontis Sabonis has got two years left. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Very, very, very interesting. What are your overall thoughts here on, you know, just the the money side of this roster situation? Um, I, you know, I think the Kings are in a good position for, for being a small market team, right? They've done a really good job uh, over the years of, of keeping – maybe not the most cap flexibility, but keep making sure that they are flexible to a certain degree. Um, it changes now that you've got potentially two all-stars on this team mm-hmm. um, and that you're, you hope to be getting into a win-now type situation. Then you start having to make bigger decisions when it comes to money. Yep. Um, but as of right now, I, I think that they're in a pretty good spot. I think they're in a great spot. You know, Monty stressed that he wanted flexibility. As far as cap space goes, this DeMontis Sabonis contract looks like absolute steal to me at this point. Dude's making eighteen point five million. That's like one hundred and fifty thousand more than Harrison Barnes. I expect a lot more production out of DeMontis Sabonis next season than I do Harrison Barnes, and that's not a knock on Harrison at all. I just think that you know he can do a lot more, and and he's going to be the second star on this team, if not the star depending on whether you feel De'Aaron Fox is going to progress or, or regress um, this next offseason. Uh, I mentioned some of the other guys they brought in. Jeremy Lamb, $10 million expiring contract. Definitely helps the Kings. Josh Jackson, $5 million expiring contract. Helps the Kings. Um, so this does give them some cap flexibility. The guy I'm really circling on here is Rashawn Holmes, right? We talked about him. His He had such an up-and-down season last year. First 2020 in a Kings jersey uh, in like 20 years almost or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 97, I think. Something. Yeah, more than 20 years. Um, and then he, he had issues with COVID and, and poked an eye multiple times. The Kings needed to sign him last season. That was like the main priority for them. Now he's got three years left on this deal, right around, you know, $35, $36 million dollars. Now we're hearing about some off-the-court stuff, some legal issues that he might be facing. Whether he comes back to Sacramento or he's packaged with potentially this draft pick or or maybe even a guy like Davion Mitchell to try and upgrade this roster, that's something I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Him, Rashawn Holmes and Harrison Barnes are the two, uh, you know, biggest question marks, I would say, on this roster right now Yeah, headed into the offseason. What are your thoughts on HB? Um, you know, my, my thoughts on HB are still that I, I like him a lot as a player. I think he's a really solid member of a good team. You know, I, I think he's at a point in his career now where he's not – you can't rely on him to be your third best or better player anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to keep him and add more talent to this team because I think he would be a, f- a fantastic role player. But I don't know if it's doable. Eighteen million dollar role player is a lot too. It is a lot, and, and if you're looking for the the best ways to upgrade talent right now, keeping in mind that it's probably not going to be in free agency, you yeah. you have your your best uh, you know assets to move are definitely Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. Even though uh, I think Rashawn Holmes' value probably is a little bit lower now than what it was mm-hmm. maybe going into last season. But still, the 
those are the the guys right now for me. Unless you're willing to part ways with somebody like Davion Mitchell, and I don't see that happening. But you yeah. never know. I think it really comes down here to May 17th, the draft lottery, right? Whatever that is, if the Kings can sneak into the top three, that definitely gives them some more ammunition uh, as far as the trade market goes. We'll see what happens in free agency. Um, But, you know, on the the topic of Harrison Barnes, we've already seen once where this Kings team was like, okay, Harrison, you're at the last year of your deal. We trust you to re-sign. We're going to just kind of play it out and see if you return with the Kings. That was under a different management team in Vlade Divox. I don't know if Monty McNair is going to feel the same way, right, that I'm going to gamble that maybe this guy wants to stay even though we haven't had any success, or am I looking at this contract as like, okay, this is a valuable $18 million expiring deal. Maybe I have a chance to flip him, bring some more draft picks in, or maybe even flip him with a draft pick for a third star or a more established player We've seen guys in the league, once they've gotten paid a few times, maybe they feel like they have more to prove and they want to end their career. Not that Harrison Barnes is ending his career in the next two or three years, but maybe he wants to move on to a team that is in the playoffs every single season. We'll see what happens there. We will see. And we also talked about Damian Jones and, uh, you know, Namias Keita, our thoughts on them. We'd love to have them back with Sacramento. Um, but at the end of the day, it's whatever it takes to add more talent to this team. Uh, like I said, and I've been saying all season long, nobody on this roster is untradeable as long as you're taking the right deal and you're bringing in more than you're sending out. Um, so I don't expect De'Aaron Fox to get traded. I don't expect Montes Sabonis to get traded. Um, but looking at guys like Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, uh, you know, Justin Holiday maybe even a guy like Davion Mitchell. As much as I want to say he's untradeable, we saw what happened to Tyrese Halliburton last season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, incredible player, had an incredible end of the year for Sacramento. But uh, Monty's looking at these guys as assets in, in things. Like he's, he's playing chess, not checkers, and he's like, okay, what can I do to get more talent on this roster and get this team back to the playoffs? And that's the best mindset yep. to have on this team. Yes, I agree with that. All right, so Calvin, we did a ton of talking here. I think it's time to open it up to Q&A and see what everybody else wants to talk about because there are a lot of questions this offseason for Sacramento. Like I said, May 17th is going to be a huge date 
for us Kings fans and, and many other teams that are in the lottery. But I want to say specifically for Kings fans because this could be the key to unlocking the playoffs for Sacramento, either in drafting a top uh, pick in this draft or having the ammunition to trade for somebody uh, on, on the secondhand market. So, all right, I'm just going to look through here and see what kind of questions we got. How much more losing until the Kings should sell the team? <laughs> I mean, it's not up to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they should sell the team at all. I, I, I feel like everyone wants to hate on Vivek, and that's fine. If that's how you feel, you know, let it out. That, that's totally fine. Yes, he's done some meddling. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. But at the same time, he's the only reason the Kings are still in Sacramento. Like, I will always love him for that. I also feel like this is a bright guy, and I feel like he learns from his mistakes. Some people it takes a little bit longer to learn than others, but the dude is a smart businessman. He came to this country with absolutely nothing, built a billion-dollar company, and now he's the owner or partial owner of an NBA franchise, which is you know, one of the most sought-after franchises or, or sport teams in the world, having a franchise in the NBA. Uh, I think this guy is, is definitely doing some reflection on himself in the mirror, on his management style, and I, I can't think that he's <laughs> going to continue to run into the wall over and over again. I feel like he's finally going to be like, okay, I'm going to use the door instead of trying to bust through this wall. Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing at Sass's comment here. He's crazy. He's, how much is Vivek paying you, Barry? Right? I wish. I wish he was paying <laughs> me. That'd be nice. All right. If not D'Antoni, I would go with Mike Brown. Interesting pick, Pat. I mean, I, I liked Mike Brown when he was in Cleveland. Um, couldn't win with LeBron. That was kind of my knock on Luke Walton. But Mike Brown's also not a, a diehard Laker either. So that, that helps me. Um, Steven says, I like Rick Adelman. He used to coach my Rockets. What about Stan Van Gundy, Calvin? No? Nope, no Stan? Not for me. Stan's not the man? Not for me. Too much yelling or what? Um, it, yeah, I mean, I, it's not a question of, uh, like, does he know basketball or anything, but I, I just feel like the, the candidates they're currently interviewing, I like all of them better than Stan Van Gundy. So, Yeah. No comment on Stan Van Gundy for me. I like the guy. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about him. I think him and Jeff are much better yeah. as an analyst do. I wish they would do Great. games together. Great analysts. All the time. Great analysts. They just say the most ridiculous things, which makes they them great do. analysts and maybe not the best coaches. Uh, you know, however you feel about Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard did not have a lot of positive things to stay, say about yeah. Stan Van Gundy. He called him, what do you call him? Like the master of panic or something? Definitely yeah, not somebody you need in and Sacramento. Of course, his last stint in New Orleans didn't go over very well either. So. Yep, yep. Mike D'Antoni would also bring in his players and shooters, and the way the NBA is, the three-point shot is what's huge in today's game. I, I agree. I agree. Either Mike uh, or Mark Jackson, what do you all think? Who would you take over those two? I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're saying Mike D'Antoni, not Mike Brown. I'd. I'd take either Mike D'Antoni or Mike Brown before I took Mark Jackson. Interesting. Okay. I love what Mark Jackson brings as a, a leader, as a person. Um, I think he would be a great 
individual when, when it comes to building culture, doing things the right way, yeah. you know, the, the consummate professional, all that stuff. Um, but when it comes to getting the job done on the basketball court, I like these other guys ahead of him. He, I just he's been out of the, the game for a long, long time. Also, it's, great analyst. It's not the same thing when you're sitting in the booth with yep. Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy yep. calling games, as as opposed to being on the bench. Um, as much as you know, people want to say, "Oh, well, he still knows the game." Yeah, he sure. I'm sure he still does. But yep. I, I think they need to stay away from that. And the game has changed a lot since a lot of these guys were in the league. You know, that was one thing why I liked Mike D'Antoni so much is I felt like Mike D'Antoni was was before his time. When he was with Phoenix, uh, even in Houston, I felt like he was ahead of of his time. And he kind of stayed ahead of the curve. And now the curve's finally caught up to him where his style of play is perfect um, in the NBA for some of these teams. We haven't seen it work out so well in the playoffs, um, but you got to make the playoffs to even get in that position. But uh, I do like Mike D'Antoni still. Tito wants to know, so do you think Barnes and Holmes will be gone next season? It, it's very possible. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, if I was Kings GM, I'd rather try to bring back Damian Jones yeah. than Rashawn Holmes. Um, I, I love Rashawn. You know, he worked very, very hard to get to the position that he was at, um, improved a lot in his time in Sacramento. But Damian Jones has a higher ceiling for me that, yep. than Rashawn does. So I, I don't want uh, – that's part of the, the issue with this roster. It has been all season long. They, they had a ton of centers on this team. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, they at one point they had Tristan Thompson, Alex Len, uh <laughs> Yeah, Damian Jones, Rashawn Holmes, and then Sabonis. they trade for Sabonis, who I get, you know, he could be a power forward, could be a center, either way. But they they've got to make some yeah. some snips, I think, at the center position. And if I'm picking between the two of them, I'm going with Damian Jones right now. Yeah, they need some more wings on this team, and that is the hesitation for me in trading a guy like Harrison Barnes. But uh, I'm just going to stick to what I'm saying. This Kings team needs to upgrade the roster. Uh, everybody's available. Rashawn Holmes is available. Harrison Barnes is available. Uh, work your magic, Monty. L- let's get some, some guys in here, uh, maybe some young guys with a, a lot of upside. Um, we need to build something. And, uh, you know, we need some consistency, but you got to start somewhere. Um, and, you know, whoever's on this team, the majority of them, after this offseason, I want them to be on this team for the next three to four years. So pick your guys and let's stick with them and, and see if we can figure something out here. Sass says, if we were getting an older coach, I want Pringles. If young, it's Ham or Hardy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. James Ham said there was something about Kenny that was a deal breaker. Okay. You guys think the Kings can win 35 games next season? Yes. They should. Yes. They I th- should. I think they're making the playoffs. Would I say seventh or eighth seed? Yeah. Depending on what they do this offseason. All right. Ivan says, watch the coaching symposium with Will Hardy. It really sold me on him. If you want the Spurs culture transplanted to the Kings, that's the way to go. 
I love that comment, Ivan. And, uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to have to check that out because that's exactly what I want in this Kings team is a Spurs culture. And uh, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. All right. We already talked about when we expect the coach and who we want. Bagley still got minutes, but Belly was better. Not sure why that matters. That's why D'Antoni is the man. That's Monty's guy. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> Kyrie is part owner, owner of the Nets, and that's the problem. <laughs> and Sabonis, man, Sass has got the hot takes here. Sabonis going to be a triple-double machine next year. Patrick says, if D'Antoni is hired, Fox and Sabonis will be all-stars. I agree. I think they can be all-stars, though, even without Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely possible. We're just doing our due diligence, Sass. You know, we want to make sure we didn't miss anything. Sorry if we're wasting your time with old comments, but. <laughs> um, Ivan says, D'Antoni is a great coach, but let's be honest. He's 71 years old next month. Is he the person you want to build a new culture around? Will he be here in the long haul? Yeah, that's my only concern with him. That is my only concern. Trade homes and barns. Let's see. Trade everyone to get a third star. <laughs> Is Debo getting traded tonight? Any thoughts on that, Debo I, Samuel? I, highly likely. I heard the Jets were the the favorite to land him. So, but you know, it's the NFL draft. Anything could happen. Oh, this is a great question for you, Calvin. You guys think we have a shot at getting Zach Levine? A long shot, but you think we could get him? Specifically being a free agent. It's a long shot. I expect the Bulls to to pay him this offseason. So. Yeah, and we talked about, you know, on basketball at the bar this morning, the knee injury too, right? It's the same knee. He's going to get surgery this offseason. I think he'll make a full recovery. I really do. But if you're in his shoes, why would you leave Chicago to go to Sacramento? That doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, th this team, this Bulls team, when they were healthy, th they were one of the best teams in the league, you know, even though it was short-lived. But they, they were playing as well as anybody in the NBA. So... I think if you're Chicago, who pretty much your entire season was derailed by injuries, you want another shot with this group, right? So yeah, they they definitely should be uh, paying Zach Levine. I think this off season. Yep. Yeah, we got some Vivek bucks paying for the nice studio. You're right. You're right. Based off where this pick lands, do you think that determines the Kings' off season? Um. I mean, it's a huge part of it, right? Does it deter ultimately determine the off season? No, probably not. But it it does. As with every team, like the the draft is incredibly important, whether you keep your pick or not. So, yeah, I definitely think it's a very very important part of the off season, and it could be some catalyst for the Kings to make a big splash. Um, but uh, odds are, they're not going to make it in the top three. That's just what the odds are. Um, if they do, it's huge. It's huge for Sacramento. Like, if I were to name one thing that they could do this offseason, and I know it's out of their control, <laughs> but if they could do one thing this offseason that's really going to improve their chances of getting better, it's going to be winning the draft lottery or, or getting pick two, three. One of those picks will definitely do it. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Derek here. Again, I like Dantoni, but my only thing is he is old. Yep, he is. Master of panic. Oh, that's Shaq's quote. Stan Van Gundy was a Kings coach. Wow. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm just scrolling through everything here. There is a lot of comments going on. Yes, Sass. There's old comments. There's new comments. There's a lot. There's a lot. All right, Key Kings, how optimistic are you guys for next season? I really have trouble being optimistic for this team. Maybe that can change if we get a top four pick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every Kings fan is probably in the same boat, right? Like, it is it is hard to be optimistic after so many years of losing. But um, I guess it depends on what your expectations are for next season too, right? Like. Yep. I don't think anybody's picking them to win the NBA title, but should they be a much improved team? Should they have a really decent shot at at the playoffs? Yeah, I think there's definitely reason to be optimistic for that. I'm an eternal optimist, so I I am very optimistic, just like Sass here. I am super optimistic. I think the Kings are going to have a great season next year. I do. I feel it. I feel it inside. I don't know why, but I I think they're going to have a great, a great season. And, I think uh, the world's going to see us finally, guys. We've been hiding the shadows forever, but maybe the Kings will be on ESPN next season. Definitely time to turn some heads. Perhaps. Ivan says, the other reason I like Will Hardy is that you can bring in a Brett Brown, a James Borrego, a Becky Hammond perhaps as assistants. More uh, More Spurs culture builders. Couldn't agree more. Didn't uh, the WNBA make Becky Hammond the highest paid coach in WNBA history, though? I think so. I think that's right. Uh, I'm just going with the idea, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Could Brad Stevens be a good fit for the Kings? This is uh, Sure. Why not? Does anybody – is that a realistic possibility? I I don't – I haven't heard anything about Brad Stevens wanting to to step down (laughs) as – yeah. I like Brad Stevens a lot, but he didn't really do much as far as head coaching and not not knocking on him, but like what did the Boston Celtics really do with him as head coach? I mean, they were right on the doorstep of of yep. being a championship team. Like yep. they, he, I think he's a great coach. And he moved in the front office and they got better. Yeah, that's doesn't mean he's not a good coach. Oh, though. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate here. And I mean, did they get better? Like they were I think they were the second seed at one point in the East with him. I think they're a much better team now. I do. And I like Brad Stevens a lot. I do. I mean, it, it's, he he kind of built that team, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And I see no reason for him to leave. Yeah, no I, reason I would find that wild if he chose to leave for any head coaching position. Just with Fox and Sabonis alone, that's the most talent we've had in over a decade, isn't it? Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was not at his peak here. We had DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, oh, come on, don't give me Isaiah all, Thomas. We all saw what happened with Rudy Gay. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the most talented duo they've had in quite a while. Absolutely. Quite a while. All right. With the right coach, super optimistic. I won't expect everything to happen in one year. I want a foundation built for the long haul. And I want to see growth. Perfect way to look at it. Perfect way to look at it. 
Who do you think is the most win-now player in the draft if the Kings don't get a trade they like? Man, that's really tough. That's really, really tough. I, I don't necessarily think that this draft has um, a player that's going to be an all-star caliber player right away in their rookie year or even you know put up numbers like some of these rookies did this year, like Cade Cunningham. Um, there's a, a lot of guys who have really high potential in, in this draft, but the most win-now player, that, that's a really, really tough one because – you know, most rookies, they, they don't, unless you're LeBron James, you don't turn a team into a win now team, right? Yeah. Like you have to be lucky enough to, to go later in the draft to a team that is already in that win now mode, right? Like mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren. Yeah. A lot of potential. Absolutely. Um, but I, I do think Chet is going to have over the course of an 82 game season, way more games than he's ever played in his life banging inside every day with the size and speed and strength of NBA yep. big men. Yep. That's going to be a big adjustment for him because he even for a team like Gonzaga who's one of the best teams in the country, their schedule, they don't play uh NBA level talent on a nightly basis. So I'm not discrediting him as a player. I think he's a, a fantastic prospect, but I think it's going to take him a little while before we really see him turn into um, the the potential player that he could be. Definitely. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how much talent. You could have all the talent in the world. doesn't mean you're ready to perform on day, day one. Just look at Anthony Edwards. Incredible season this year. Uh, was nowhere close to that last season. And uh, incredible player. It just takes time to adjust. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Ivan, I expect playoffs next year. If Sabonis and Fox play like how they did at the start of the season... Uh, you mean like the start of their season together, maybe right after the trade deadline? I agree. I, I think I expect the playoffs as well, and I think that they are going to build off of what they started last season. Key King says manifesting for a positive King season. Yep. So I'll do it together, guys. Everyone's got to stay positive here. Uh, this season is over. It's done with. Let's move on. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're all excited here. We really are. Brian, looking at some of these first-round exit teams, do you guys see players you'd look into? I think the Hawks have some players worth trading for. Yeah, sure. I mean, John Collins' name has definitely come up, you know, pretty much ever since, like, uh, middle of March uh, when we're Mm -hmm. talking about the Kings. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people out there I think that the Kings should be in on. Um, Yeah. Anybody on the Jazz you like? Well, Not I like, named Don, I like Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Um, you know, I, I like Jordan Clarkson. Um, I, th- I think that he would be a, a good guy to come off the bench. But looking at what the Kings have already, you know, they're pretty loaded at guard. They've got people like Terrence Davis coming back. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really see – unless Donovan Mitchell is, is somehow available and, and the Kings are able to work a deal for him, which yeah. I don't find likely, but that that's really the only guy on that team that I'd be going after. Yeah. I mean, I really like a guy like Bradley Beal potentially being available and I know that they didn't even make the playoffs this season, but you know, if you look at just Monty's history with this Kings team, 
and even with the Houston Rockets, um, you know, he didn't bring in many top talent guys in, in terms of like big names. Yes, they were able to bring in Chris Paul and, and some other stuff in Houston. But as far as like Sacramento goes, this dude was like rummaging through the discount section and finding the gems, right? Like, like players that st- stuck out to him on an analytics uh, platform. He's like the Billy Bean almost of, of the NBA, right? He's, he's looking for, for diamonds in the rough for guys that work out that aren't making the most money in the league. Like just look at the Sabonis trade, like a great contract, right? Eight, 18.5 million next season. Uh, definitely outperforms that. So I don't expect them to trade for any guys like Rudy Gobert or, or anything like that. He's looking for guys that he can get at a discount with a great upside and potential. Um, as much as I would like to trade for a guy like Bradley Beal, and, and I would be ecstatic if that happened. And I do think the Wizards are probably going to move on from him. I think that Monty is looking in, in the discount bin for, for things that are, are valuable that are underpriced. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's not a bad way to build a team. Not a bad way at all. It's going to be off the chain. Once we do make the postseason, you think the playoffs are fun watching now? Watch. Oh, watch when you make it. Insane our city would be. Insane our city would be. That's great. I agree. Sound like Yoda. Insane our city would be. <laughs> All right, I will be happy to contend for the play-in. <laughs> the new coach needs time to gel with the team, set up a new offense, defense, schemes. I don't want to see regression, but progress instead. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of you guys here in the chat. You know, we're all positive. Uh, we want the Kings to get better, uh, and we got to move forward, not take steps back, and I think that's exactly what they're doing. So that's what makes me so positive on this team. Patrick loves Jordan Poole. Who doesn't? You think he could potentially be available? I doubt it, but maybe. Ivan says, we have suffered for 16 losing season. What's one more? As long as they get the right coach and start building the foundation for multiple playoff runs, don't want to pressure the new coach. I don't know if I fully agree with that, Ivan. You know, I... The pressure is going to be on no matter what. People aren't going to say, hey, coach, don't worry about not making the playoffs this season. Uh, you know, we don't want to put too much pressure on you in your new system. Look at how many teams are in the playoffs or, or have even won championships with brand-new coaches. Like, I'm looking at the Boston Celtics right now. Brand-new coach, they improved. Um, you look at guys like Ty Lue, first-year head coach, won a title you know, Steve Kerr, first-year head coach, won a title. Yes, there are different situations in Sacramento, but just because it's his first or her first year with the Sacramento Kings doesn't mean I'm going to say, oh, just hold back here. You know, the off-season, preseason, all that is your time to develop that and push hard into next season. There's always pressure on the, the head coach. doesn't matter if it's your first year or your 15th year. Um, that's what coaching is. It, there, there's pressure on you to win. Um, and that's the reason why when teams lose, coaches take the blame. Coaches get thrown under the bus yeah. um, to sacrifice the players, right? Like that 
that's what coaching is. There's always pressure on them. Um, I mean, it, it just comes with the territory. It, it sounds like you're saying trust the process, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Thoughts on Jaron Jackson Jr. struggling shooting a three during the playoffs? Hey, he's in a big slump. Uh, I don't think he's really gotten very much of a rhythm in this series. He's been in and out with foul trouble a lot. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is a huge matchup problem for them. They can't play Steven Adams against him. So Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark are having to guard him, and that's taken a lot of their energy away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, part of it, I think, is he's just in a slump. And uh, another part is he, he's not been able to get into any sort of rhythm in this series. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Sasser. We can do both, build towards the future and win. I mean, unfortunately, in this league, uh, you know, wins are a measure of building and growing. And, you know, yes, the Kings didn't win a bunch of games this year. We saw some uh, progress from them by adding another all-star or a first-time all-star for the Kings in DeMontis Sabonis. Um, But, yeah, things are going to be measured by wins. And there's only so many off-seasons where you can be like, well, we progressed. We did we did pretty good, but it doesn't reflect in the wins column. No, we need wins. It's it's going to happen. And, you know, yes, we can build towards the future and win at the same time. I I totally agree there. Even though we have these candidates, do you think Monty has his guy and is just listening to these other coaches have to offer? Uh, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. I I would be surprised if if that was the case. Yeah, Monty doesn't seem like a close-minded person to me, yeah. and that's pretty much what what you're suggesting here, or or you're asking about, is if he already has his one-track mind set on one person, he's not going to listen to what anybody else has to say, or he's going to listen, but it's not going to impact his decision. Uh, I think he probably has maybe a favorite. Um, yeah. You know that's a human thing to do, right? Like you have an interview and you're like, wow, that guy really impressed me. He killed it. But I'm still going to be open to what this next person's going to say, because maybe they're going to tell me even better things than the other person. So, you know, maybe he has a guy that he's liked a little bit more than others as far as how everything else has gone. But uh, I definitely don't think that he's dead set on somebody and just interviewing the rest of these people just to go through the motions. MIT guys usually do their homework. Yes, that they do. All right. Looks like we made it through all the questions, the old ones and the new ones, Calvin. (laughs) We're having fun, guys. Sorry we haven't been putting out a ton of content for Royal Rebounds, um, but there's really not that much stuff to go over. You know, if you guys miss us, like I said, you can join us, Basketball at the Bar, live Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Standard Time. We're talking about the entire league. We do talk about the Kings sometimes in there, but it's not the main topic of the discussion or or the show. But uh, we're going to continue to do these every Thursday through the rest of the playoffs. And then we're going to have a lot of exciting action for you guys this summer. Um, We're going to do a draft lottery special on May 17th. We're going to do a draft special. We're going to do a free agency special. Um, We're going to try and make a trip to Sacramento here, uh, you know, sometime before the season starts. So there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out on this channel. Just make sure you guys like this video. 
hit the subscribe button and make sure you guys hit the notification bell on the channel because that is key if you guys want to be notified every time we put out a new video or we schedule a live just hit that notification bell and youtube will take care of all of the rest that's right but as of right now we plan on doing this live q a session every single thursday so make sure you guys tune in for that okay when off season starts will you guys go live more um, we're going to go live when there's things we'll, to talk about. We'll be about. there for the important dates, obviously, right? So yeah. draft lottery, pre-draft, uh, free agency, all that stuff, you, you know, we will definitely have videos. We're before. going live six times a week right now. It's pretty yeah. hard to go yeah. live more than that. But, uh, as far as King's content, yeah, we'll be there for all the important dates, big trades, breaking news, all that stuff. We will go live. Definitely. We will be here, uh, to, to hang out with you guys. You know, if you always want to communicate with us, you can always just leave a, a comment on any of these, or you can check us out on Instagram at Royal Rebounds. Uh, Calvin and I are usually there in the DMs, talking to people, answering questions, you know, just communicating. So you guys can always send us a message. Um, and then, like I said, you can always go to basketball on the bar or at the bar. We, we do a ton of fun stuff there, and we love interacting with everybody in the chat. Calvin, who do you have winning the title? Well, I picked the Bucks before the playoffs started. Um, this Chris Middleton injury going into the, the Celtics series has me a little nervous about that pick. Um, but they're the champs. Uh, I'll stick with them for now. Yeah. I picked the Suns uh, before uh, Devin Booker got hurt. We'll see what happens tonight. He is coming back, so or he or at least he's a game-time decision. So we'll see what happens uh, but yeah, Bucks are a good pick. Miami is a good pick. The Warriors are a good pick. Boston's looking great too. Uh, just a bunch of exciting basketball uh, to see. So, where do you think James Brago ends up? Um, I would be surprised if he gets a head coaching spot. Good. I think there are a lot of really, really high qualified candidates available right now. So, I expect to see him on a bench, but as an assistant somewhere. Yep. Yeah, Patrick, we will go live when the coach is hired and we'll break down our thoughts on that. Um, I don't I don't know if it's going to be immediately like if it, breaking news, we can't get live in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can. Um, but we also both work. We do both have day jobs, even though it doesn't seem like it sometimes because we're, yeah. <laughs> we're on here as much as we can. But yeah. But we will definitely put something out when the Kings hire a coach. Yeah, we, we're grinding here, and we're having fun, and we really appreciate all of your support because uh, we enjoy we enjoy doing this, and I hope you all enjoy uh, communicating with us and, and watching. So thank you guys so much. All right. Um, I think that's about it, Cal, huh? I think so. I got to get packed here and get ready to head to the airport. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Royal Rebounds podcast. We greatly appreciate all your support. Like I said, please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel. Please hit that notification bell. Uh, it's going to be an exciting offseason for your Sacramento Kings, and uh, we will be here every step of the way. So thank you guys so much for watching. Have a wonderful evening, and in the meantime, go Kings. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, 
and CoQ10 support your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.